welcome to another episode of Living an Ultra Life. I'm your host, Mike, and this week I want to talk about what does it mean to live an ultra life and what is the mission of living an ultra life. I've been wanting to do this for a while, but I've been kind of, you know, I don't know, I should do it, but I don't want to do it. You know that feeling you kind of get when you're supposed to be responsible, but you really don't want to be responsible? That's kind of how I've been with explaining the mission of living an ultra life. The biggest purpose that I see in living an ultra life, the podcast, the book that will be coming out, the way that I write on Medium, all these different ways that I'm communicating is my purpose is to tell you that you can. See, there's so many things going on in the world today and there's so much negativity that tells us what we can't do, what we're mandated to do, what we're supposed to do, all those things that the voices just get so confused and so dull in your head that, you know, after a while you start to believe that what the heck am I doing here and why am I here? Well, I'm here to tell you that you can't. You can go out and do unbelievable things. I took up ultra running by accident. I know that sounds weird, but that's really how I got into ultra running. In January of 2014, I was coming up to that big 5-0 birthday. I had just come off a pretty rough spot in my life, and I was heading on the way back. And I thought, you know, I need to do something visibly that to me is going to represent coming back strong and starting the second half of my life in a really, really strong way that shows that I believe that I can do something. I believe that I can achieve great things. I believe that I can be somebody. I believe that I can outdo the things that I had done before. I believe that I can be in good health. I believe that I can run and not grow weary, that I can do all the things that I know that are inside of me. In other words, I knew the potential inside of me, but I didn't feel like I'd been reaching it. So I announced to my wife in January, I said, on my birthday in July, I'm going to go out and run 50 miles around the, the town of Sheridan. I said, I'm just going to map out a route and I'm just going to take off on the country roads and the pathways of Sheridan. Sheridan, Wyoming has the most amazing pathways, by the way inside the city you can run for miles within the city because they have all these linked pathways well that was my goal i just said i'm going to go out and i'm going to run all these things and i'm going to i'm going to run 50 miles in one day i had never done this before so my longest run before this had been the two marathons that i had run before i decided i'm going to go run 50 miles in a day i had never heard of an ultra marathon I thought marathoners were crazy because every time when I finished marathon up to this point, I was so incredibly tired going into it. Well, going into it because of the stress and coming out of it because I had finally done with it and now I was tired. I just determined that I don't know what you have to do to train for a 50-mile run, but I'm going to go run 50 miles on my 50th birthday. So I sort of mapped out my own training plan and... This is something I actually recommend to people. You know, there's lots of downloadable plan on the internet that you can download and you can run these things. But remember, you were designed a unique person. 
and all these training plans that you download from online for your running, they're great. But what they're really supposed to be is just a guide. See, you will discover who you are really, really well when you begin running. I didn't even know there were 50-mile training plans out there, so I basically just took a 26.2-mile marathon training run, and I doubled it. I said, you know, if I just double the effort, then I'm bound to be well-trained for this thing. And so I was still working a job where I traveled from Sheridan, Wyoming, to Boulder, Colorado. Every Sunday afternoon, I would leave Sheridan. I'd drive down to Boulder. I'd be in Boulder for meetings on Monday, and then I would fly out someplace in the country to make sales calls. And then I would fly back to Boulder on Thursday night. I'd get back late Thursday night. I'd have meetings on Friday morning about how the week went. And then I would drive back to Sheridan six hours. So I was driving 12 hours a week just to get home to kiss my sweetheart, except during the winter, of course, when it becomes almost impossible to drive from Boulder to Sheridan. My running had to be designed around hotel stays, being able to travel in, in the airport. So you can imagine how many times my run was running from concourse to concourse. And that was my training run for that small amount of time. But that's what I did. And I just said, okay, here's my training plan. I'm going to go after it. And I did. I don't think I ran any races up before that. I may have done a half marathon. But one thing I did was in April, I decided, okay, I'm going to run at least a marathon distance every month, April, May, and June to get ready for my July 3rd 50-mile run. And that's what I did. So three straight months, I ran at least one marathon. I remember in May, I ran uh, three straight weekends, I ran a marathon. So I thought I was doing fantastic and everything. And July 3rd came, and I was nervous as all get up. But got up early, and I got out on the road, and I went out. I busted out a 19-mile run before, I think it was like 7 o'clock that I came back around the house. And then I was starting the really hard part of the run. And this is where my forever girlfriend, also known as my beautiful wife, Jenny, comes in because I told her, I said, I just kind of need you to be a sport coming with something to squirt me down and cool me down because I was running all the country roads outside of Sheridan, Wyoming. Started down Lauks and it comes a highway and then I headed up the big hill and then it came out Soldier Creek Ridge and to my sister-in-law's house is what the goal was. Along the way, my mom and dad decided to uh, contact the news media, and I got interviewed by the local television. That interview is still up on my Facebook page, and I love watching it every once in a while just to remind me of how crazy I really was. Yeah, the, the whole thing, it was me and my wife and my sister-in-law came around at one point, and you know, they just encouraged me and fed me food and kept me cool, and at one point, my wife knew that I was really, really struggling, and she got out of the car, and she serenaded me with the most excellent song that one day maybe we'll just have to do a part two of, because, I mean, it was just the most amazing song, and this rancher came out to make sure that we weren't in trouble, because I don't think he had ever heard such a joyful noise, and we had a great laugh, and it really picked me up, and I was able to finish the last hill back in, and if you really want to get a good hill climb, Soldier Creek Ridge, the hill coming up the road to come back out on Fifth Street, it's a doozy. But I'll never forget when I stepped over the crack in the sidewalk in the driveway in Diana's front yard. 
that I had completed what I set out to do, and I knew that I was no longer the man that I used to be. I was no longer going to be filled with fear. I was no longer going to be filled with uncertainty. I was no longer going to get my emotions and my anger and let them control me because I knew that I had done something that very few people had done. Shortly after that, I got introduced to ultramarathons by Karen, the race director of the Bighorn Mountain Scenic Run. And uh, I, I got hooked because, I mean, where else can you go running on these unbelievably beautiful trails in the mountains and a race and just challenge yourself to do things that, you know, your body just doesn't want to do. As I began to heal and as I began to see myself in a different matter, I realized that what I was created to do was to encourage people. I started writing in 20, late 2017, early 2018. Man, if you really want to give yourself a humbling experience, uh, try writing and realize that your grammar and your punctuation are non-existent. I mean, lower than stunk. I mean, it was like non-existent, and I had to relearn the English language, learn how grammar works, learn how sentence structure works, learn how punctuation works. I had never used punctuation before stupid periods and commas and all these other crazy things. But I decided to do it because I wanted to encourage people and I wanted to let people know that you are more than you think you are. You are better than you think you are. You can do way more than you think you can. I don't care if, it, if you've never run a 5K and you're just sitting there going, I want to go run a 5K. You know what? You can't. That's my purpose in life, and that's the purpose of living an altar life. Living an altar life all comes down to this. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But there is one who was created to be the Son of God, and he said, but I have come, and I have come to give you life and give you life to the full. Living an altar life is all about that life to a full. If you're not living life to the full, if you're not living life to the nth degree, if you're not living life full of hope and beauty and all the things that make you smile and make you hopeful, then you know what? You're not living a full life. You're not living an altar life. And you were not created to not live an altar life. You were created to live a full life. You were created to look the enemy in the face and say, no, I am not going to let fear get me down. No, I'm not going to let discouragement get me down. No, I'm not going to let illness get me down. No, I'm not going to let the fact that my kitty cat is sick get me down. No, I'm not going to let that get me down because I know who I was created to be and I can. And that's what I want to communicate to people. That is the purpose of living an ultralight, is to communicate to you, the listeners, that you can. I don't care what you set your mind to do. You can. And I want you to get out and start living a full life because you can. That is what living an ultra life is all about. And I hope you guys enjoyed this. It's a little bit of departure. I love that you guys listen to this thing. And I appreciate every single person who downloads this and listens to this podcast every week. And we're going to keep on doing it. And we're going to keep on telling you one thing. You can live an ultra life. That's it for this week's episode of Living an Ultralight. Thanks for listening.